When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey folks, this is Jason Lewis, the producer of the From the Shadows podcast. I just want to remind you about our website, fromtheshadowspodcast.com. We have a Facebook page. We would appreciate it if you like and follow. Also, join our discussion group on Facebook called After the Shadows. We have a Twitter feed. Please follow us on Twitter. It can be found at podcast underscore from. Follow us on Instagram at From the Shadows Podcast. We have a YouTube channel. Go to the search bar of YouTube and put From the Shadows Podcast and please subscribe to that channel. We are also on the Odyssey Radio Network and we can be found there at odyssey1.com. We are still on the traditional podcatchers that everybody loves to listen to us on. We get a lot of feedback, so please rate the podcast and communicate with uh, whether you're on Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, or Google Podcasts. We're there, and we appreciate it when you leave comments for us. We also have a Patreon page. It can be found at www.patreon.com forward slash from the shadows. You can receive books, stickers, coffee mugs, and special content just for our Patreon subscribers. Check it out for yourself and see what packages that we have to offer. Well, that's all I have for you right now, folks. And thanks for being a part of the From the Shadows podcast family. So with that being said... Let's get this episode started. Really, they do. People love them, right? All, all the good shows have a dog, huh? Well, yeah, Bongino show has a dog. He's got a dog, Lucy, and 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 uh, uh, Limbaugh used to talk about his cats and stuff. So all the good shows have a dog. Um, so we're not talking about Lassie and and Benji and stuff. And no, Snoopy. I just okay. I was just. Okay. And I know we're we're recording, so let's let the audience hear what it's like when we get fired up here. I told you as soon as we we discussed to hit the hit the start button, my office door opened, and here was my lab puppy bringing me a ball, and she wants me to throw it for her. And I just tried to tell her that I gotta I gotta work, I gotta keep the train on the track. And now she's sitting out there looking at me like, dude, aren't you gonna come get this ball and throw it? <laughs> uh, pa, this is show business. I mean that's show business, right? <laughs> everybody can everybody can relate. They're trying you to know, do something. I, the dog and the dog wants to play. Yeah, you know what? I named her Daisy, and she's a yellow lab. And then I, of course, I just I always say, you know, what do you expect? You got a crazy blonde following me around all the time. 
you know, that's what happens. I'm trying to work, and, and as soon as I got famous, you know, I got this groupie. <laughs> just coming in here. Wanting to play well, that's what, that's what everybody wants is a crazy uh-huh. blonde. Crazy yeah. blonde. Yeah, that's right. That's why I call her Crazy Daisy. Mm-hmm. Crazy Daisy. All right. That's I like right. it. Huh? I'm not getting a cat, just so you know. I'm not holding up yeah, my end of the bargain. Cat either, but <clears throat> I teach his own, right? But, uh, So anyway, what were we talking about this week? We were we were finishing the bank stories, or were we telling something else? I don't remember. Well, I, I, I thought off last, last I week. Thought, I thought you said you had a uh, you had one more bank story. Oh, so I, got, I, I got fifty bank stories. I got fifty. Well, I got I got a hundred bank stories. Well, since Jason, the producer, is not here to keep us to keep us in the time, I'll have to do it and say we, we'll probably have time for one bank story. We'll have one one good bank story. <laughs> One good bank story. One good bank story. So anyway, when I was 19, 20, 18, I, I knew a guy, and I think I've talked about, I've told repo stories, right? Yeah. Some of the, those are some of our fans' favorite stories are the repo stories. Right. Yeah. So anyway, um, you know, a lot of times banks are their own little community, if you will, right? This stuff yeah. happens. They have bank drama. They have this drama. They have, and when you're the repo man, sometimes you're there to, to uh, put out the fires. We used to call it. Or, you know, my old boss used to say, pull a rabbit out of the hat. You know what I mean? They've loaned X Y Z some money, and and now he against a car, and now they can't find it, right? Or, and then and then normally what would happen in the old old days, you know. Banks only loan you money if they knew your mom or dad or whatever. And if you needed to buy a car or truck, you bought it. And then if you got in trouble, they called your mom and dad. And you all brought it back down to the bank or you sold it or whatever, right? Yeah, so, yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, but nowadays with, you know, banks are like everything else. They sell, they call it paper. You know, they buy paper from car lots all over the country and, and finance stuff. And so a lot of times they're financing just off a of credit score. They don't know you from Adam. So they really don't know who has their collateral. And when and when and when bad things happen to good people, they usually try to keep their car as long as they can, even if the bank's looking for it. And those are the time. And you never. We used to joke in the repo business. You never get an easy repo, right? Because if they were just going to give you the car or give the car back to the bank, they would have done did it. Yeah, right? drove it down to the bank. The they would drove key. it down to the bank because yeah. you get some of. The, sometimes you get them too, you know. Yeah, well, they just say, "Hey, go pick up." I mean, I told the story about the bass boat coming unhitched, right? Oh, <laughs> and the wheel, the wheel coming off of it, and I told you that story, right? Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah. So I don't want to mention this banker's name because he's a prominent guy in the financial world where I'm from. But he started off in in the good bankers where I'm from. They would tell you that a lot of them have to start off in collections, right? Before you get to be a full blown loan officer, they make you work in collections, so you kind of know what. A crazy person looks like you know what i'm saying oh, so yeah. he had, anyway he calls my boss one day my boss said, hey you go down and talk to uh so-and-so he's trying to get this car and i think and this, this dates me right because it was a ford taurus oh boy and he said oh yeah big big I'd... money back in them days right <laughs> But you know what's crazy? The interest rate was probably 10 or 12%. I mean, it was probably more than their, you know, it was probably a comparable payment that you'd have today, but you had it back then on half the car value. 
Yeah, I'd but, say just let them keep the tours. So anyway, I walked in this big banker's office, and I used to kind of feel like I was somebody because I got to walk past all those reception people, and I had I got to go to the the big wigs office. You know what I mean? And yeah. sometimes the chief counsel, you know, the counsel of the bank would be there. Like if you know, because some of these people are in bankruptcy, or some of these people are this or that or whatever. And you know, when you're 19, 18, 19 years old, you think you're somebody, right? So <clears throat> anyway, and my boss was a he he was a, he was a he was a cop, and then, he, you know, he did this part-time, and then ended up getting to where he had so much business, he did it full-time. So, anyway, he was a real pillar of the community, so to speak. So, But I, I went down the bank. He tells me he's got other things to do. I don't know if he's working that way. He says, go down and, and talk to him at the bank. So I went back there, and it's hard for me to tell the story and not tell these guys' names. Because, first of all, if I'm telling the story back home and I in, in, in confidence – Right. I would tell people's names because people know who I'm talking about. But anyway, I walk in the back and he said, hey, this is a deal. I know this guy's this is a small town, a banker that grew up in a small town. So it'd be like you out of Cyrus or wherever. He said, I know this, 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 these people's parents and their grandparents are good people. They really don't want to give up the car. They're trying to sell it. Right. They're trying to sell it and do the right thing. Because they got this crazy daughter. She's wanting to keep it. You know what I mean? She's basically, she wants to keep as long as she can because she's afraid the repo will go on her on her uh, financial record or credit report or whatever. And at that time, credit reports really weren't like they are nowadays. But anyway, he said, we're tired of messing with her. He said, we can't talk to him anymore because if we keep talking, you know, they keep talking us out of repo in the car, basically. So... Your mission, if you choose to accept it, is run down there and find it. They'll be in this little town and 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 get it from her. And then when they call, get it from the daughter. And when they call up here and give us a, a sad story, we'll say it's too, out of our hands. The legal department took it or whatever. So I'm driving down. this, And I'm dispatched to this town, but I don't know. In in in. Younger women are the worst thing to repo, just like in law enforcement, they're the worst thing to find because they can shack up almost anywhere, right? So when you're looking for a girl in her 20s, what? No, I'm just being honest. When you're looking for a girl in her 20s, whether it's in law enforcement modern day or, or especially they have back a lot then, of, they have a lot of options. The they have a be. lot of options. That's right. They have a lot of options. So I'm driving around going, my God, how am I? expected to find this and and this has only happened a couple of times where i have i was looking for a particular car and i would just see it and something inside me would say that's it and especially back then repos had a certain look to them usually they're junked out they're almost out of gas you know something's wrong with it you know if, if a normal person if you got a pretty late model car and you have some damage or something that you know you, you miss a wheel you blow a tire you will get it fixed, right? You ain't rolling around on donut, you know. If you're, yeah, if you're, if you're dodging a repo man, you don't worry about it, right? You just roll it. <laughs> so I'm driving down the road and out in this, it's it's right along a state highway. Is a Ford Taurus out in this big, I'm gonna call it big yard, big fescue yard, in in front of this uh, business. And it's got a for sale sign in it. Okay. So I think that's got to be my car, right? 
So I drive by because I think, man, if they see me, because remember the banker said they're going to try to do the right thing and sell it, right? Yeah. So I don't want to pull up in, the, in the, what we call it, you know, as a repo truck, a tow truck. I'm going to wait till it gets dark before I check it out. So the problem is it started raining. Gets dark. Everybody leaves. I actually went and got another, picked up another repo. I was coming back through. It's still sitting there. I stopped while I got a car on the hook, walked across this grass, and and looked at the VIN and confirmed that was my car, right? So I take the one on the hook to the bank, and then I run back down there, and I back up across this, you know, 40, 50, I don't want to say 50 yards, but quite a ways across this fescue yard, set the hooks, and I had to go to raise this Taurus up, and I didn't even think about it, and I should have because I was a mud runner back in them days. But as I'm putting the weight of that, by the way that car is going on the hook, it starts pushing my back tires down this yard because it's been raining, you know, it's soft. So now I got a car on the hook. And I, I'm, I'm already committed, right? So I get well, in the yeah, truck. And I, yeah. Huh? <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, you're 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 all in, man. Yes. So <laughs> I go to take off, and man, it it is two wheel drive Chevy, one ton dually, you know, C30. It's what they were back in them days. And she's starting to spin, and she's starting to spin, and man, I had to just leap that hog eat all the way out <laughs> to get that car out. Okay. And of course, I bring it to the bank. The next day, they say, my boss calls me and says, Hey, you got such and such car? I said, Yeah. And he goes, Hey, and you got that such and such car? And I said, Yeah. And he goes, The problem is they call down to the freaking bank and they're mad that you tore the hell out of that yard. <laughs> and I said, Oh, I don't think I tore the, you know, to find and tear up your yard. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and this won't mean much to any of your, you know, 90% of our listeners won't understand what i'm saying but to five or six percent that do well no i had a 79 three-quarter ton chevrolet with 38 inch groundhogs on it so <laughs> when you when i say tore up i mean tore up not cut a couple of ruts pulling your deadbeat daughter's car out of the yard you know what i mean yeah oh i'm i have a visual i have a visual uh-huh. Uh-huh. So, of course, this banker that was all, you know, hey, you need to help me out on this. Do me a favor. Now, he's he's going, dude, what the hell? And I said, well, you told me, you know, be careful. If if she got spooked, she was going to run off and she was going to do this. You'd never get that car. And and the backstory is this same banker had made a loan down this same small town to a guy that my old man listens. My dad listens to the podcast and he'll I'll tell him who's. <laughs> whose son it is because he'll he knows the parents right but I, I so i can't say it but they they loaned him good union guy young guy they bought they loaned him money on a brand spanking new 86 or 87 corvette and this is by 89 88 89 when he got laid off and he got between the bottle and the coke uh you know he quit making payments got into it with the banker and and my boss looked for that car for two or three years. And you know what's funny is I was a cop in the mid-90s when they found it. 
because they found six or seven cars stacked up in the bottom of a clay pit, and the middle one was a Corvette. When he got into mad when he got into it with the banker, he told the banker, "Screw you, you will never get that car." And he run it in the clay pit just just to prove a point. So that's why some of these people down there, you know what I mean, the feud uh, it goes a long way. So my banker had already lived through one car getting pushed in a clay pit by a crazy young person, and he when he got into it with his daughter. He thought, man, she'll she'll give it to somebody because that's the thing they'll do too, right? So oh, give it I to somebody else. Say, yeah, yeah, yeah. The bank's oh, looking yeah. for your car in Besiris, and they're looking for my car at Lake Ozark. So we just swap them. Yeah, exactly. And you're driving, you're driving my crew cab, and I'm driving your Yukon. And the repo man keeps going by your house and says, man, I can't. This dude does not drive a Yukon. And the banker's going, keep going by. It's him. It's there. <laughs> No, because some dude he give it to, <laughs> you know. Uh, oh, so, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. my gosh. Which leads us back to what we talked about before. Okay. Some of my family dabble in the car business. Yeah, and you you sent you sent and me my son, my yeah, son, and I've got yeah, and I've got some influences. Say, hey, why don't you, why don't you? I had a, a gentleman want, want me to get, I had a couple of, hey, I need to get in the car business, especially the buy here, pay here car business, because I, first of all, I got a history in repo and back in the old days. And the other thing is I deal with, you know, in, in the criminal justice field, especially when I was a local cop, especially you deal with people that have all sorts of personal potholes. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah, I mean, can, can you imagine the fodder for stories of a buy here, pay here, Ozark well, I got a buddy, car I, lot? Well, you know, I got a buddy of mine who runs one, and I say all the time, all we'd have to do is wire up a camera and then just go live, right? And people would think it was scripted. People would think, it, and it wouldn't. It'd just be live, live, live. You know what I mean? It'd just be live. I mean, I he hears it all. He sees it all. He does it all, you know? The only downside, I see some of these people are very emotional on a lot of different levels oh yeah you know what i mean so i don't know mm-hmm. how i don't know how you would get them to sign the release you understand the entertainment business after you filmed them and you backed it up i think me and you were talking didn't we have didn't you have a jackass story or something that there's somebody out there that they videoed and no matter what he'll never sign the release no matter how much money they offered him he will not be embarrassed on national TV. Yeah, I don't remember who that is, but it was somebody that, right? Yeah, that Ashton Kutcher, Ashton Kutcher, totally embarrassed and wouldn't, right? Yeah, it was somebody that been embarrassed. So, so I could see that even if you had a good story, you know, you had somebody come down to lot and got in, you know what I mean? And, and it'd be nothing and, worse than having a great story and then, and then not being able to show it. Yeah, and you couldn't show it because what would happen is you'd say, hey, man, it's like my cousin with the turkey. I mean, I told you about the, the inner city people coming out and shooting his pet turkey thinking they were turkey hunting okay (laughs) what i told it i told that story (laughs) didn't i oh i don't i i you know i don't know i don't know yeah so the so the cliff notes is my my cousin's got 40 acres out in the mark twain national forest here in missouri is kind of interspersed back when they were putting it together in the, I don't know, the 50s, the 60s, 70s, depending on which 
version, I mean, which, which, where you're at, they started amassing all this forest ground that really wasn't worth much. And then they, you know, after World War II, they thought they needed to eminent domain, get a bunch of it for national defense purposes. We might need timber. We might, might need wood. We might need whatever, right? So they would go out to these rural areas and, and buy every piece of ground that they could or, or within their plan. So some of the people that most of the people, like when the Corps of Engineers did it for this big flood control project, I'm trying to remember how they say that. Anyway, it doesn't matter. It, it's a vulgar term that they use. But some families just didn't want to sell land, right? So there's little patchworks of privately held land surrounded by these this, this state property, right? My yeah. cousin, my first cousin, his mom is my dad's little sister. They've got this compound of 40 acres surrounded by U.S. Forest Service ground. Right. And and this particular cousin out of those four kids, the youngest three all went in the Marine Corps. Okay. The oldest one was too rough for even the Marine Corps. And he he took possession of, you know, his mom and dad's place. Mom and dad got divorced and he bought it from his dad. And 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 his dad was actually going to the penitentiary. So uh I mean, he, he, you know, you'd call down central casting and say, you, we need a, a third guy for sons of anarchy or something like that. And, and this guy could walk in and he'd be it. The difference is, I mean, he lives it right. It, it's not a, you know, whether, whether, whether the Meisner acting where you're supposed to act your part the whole time. Does that make sense? You know what I'm talking yeah. about? Oh, yeah. Stay it, it's the flip side. It would be like, <laughs> it would be like the hillbilly way where let's go hire some hillbillies to play hillbillies. And then we don't, they don't have to act. They just be who they are, right? <laughs> so he lives in this little old trailer house out in the country and and on a dead-end gravel road surrounded by about 5,000 acres of, of U.S. Forest Service property. And right adjacent, since he's at the dead end, right before the dead end, at the edge of the government property, they built this parking lot so people can nature walk and bird watch and and hunt it's open to hunting right yeah so opening weekend turkey season turkey season in missouri always open spring turkey always starts on a monday he was getting ready for work or he was doing he might already went i don't remember he was home instead of being at work on monday morning because he said he was in the shower and he's got a big old tame white turkey you know i mean it's a domestic <laughs> turkey that lives there's, in his yard, huh? There's no mistaking. Yeah, because it's, it's white. Right. It's, 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 white. A, it's a domestic turkey. And I forgot what its name is, Bocephus or something. I'd, I'd love to get him on because he tells a story better than me because it's his story, right? But it's got a good name like Bocephus or, or something to that effect. And and this, this tame turkey in the springtime, I guess, just gobbles his head off because he's competing with the wild ones out in the woods. Yeah, didn't know any better, probably. He doesn't know any better, right? Yeah, yeah. He's strutting around his yard, okay? Well, there was a couple people uh, uh, from the inner city came out there to turkey hunt. (laughs) They pulled in that parking lot, 
and got out of their car, and lo and behold, they had the luck that there was a turkey just right on the other side of that fence, 50 yards from the parking lot. Goblin at him. Goblin. Goblin at him. Didn't even have to call it in. Didn't even have to call it in. It was already goblin. So the one of them, the driver, I think, because I think he said the passenger sat there. I don't remember. Or maybe the passenger turned into the driver when he came out with his rifle or something. But anyway, they... The one snuck over in his yard, or walked over in his yard, and shot Bo Cephas, the white turkey. <laughs> and he said he thought something was weird because he could, as he was getting out of the shower, he was looking out the window, and it looked like the turkey was looking at something. Or for some reason, he thought the turkey, you know, was his interest was peaked. For, but for whatever reason, he was looking out the window, watching when the shooting took place. Oh, good. So he says he looked out the window and he see this this <laughs> urbanite in camo walking across his yard with a shotgun and Bo Cephas's body f- flopping uncontrollably in the yard. So he said he did what everybody does over there and he grabbed he you know grabbed his three hundred wind mag and ran out on the porch and chambered around and said what in the f are you doing here? Or what in the F's your problem? Or what in the F's something? And he said, I just shot, I just got my turkey. And he said, you just killed Bo Cephas or you just called, you know, I think it was Bo Cephas. You just shot Bo Cephas. And he said, I don't know if the guy ran away because he took off running because I had the 300 wind mag or because I was naked. But he took off running. (laughs) And he said, I told the old lady because she said, "What's going on?" He said, "I said call 911." And telling this guy there's been a shooting down here. She called 911. Said my boyfriend said to call y'all. There's been a shooting. Well, you can just imagine when you say there's a shooting. So the first four or five cars, they just heard a shooting. They didn't realize it was a turkey that was dead. So he put his clothes on about the time the game warden gets there. And, and he 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 put some boxing shorts on, went over, and he held them at gunpoint until the cavalry showed up. And oh, the first thing, huh? Oh, God. And he okay. said the first thing the two deputies do what? I'm just I'm just. And he said the first thing two deputies said to him was, "You got to put the gun away." Lawrence, his name. You got to put the gun away, Lauren. And it looks like an honest mistake. And he said, honest mistake, bull my ass. He said, how many, I forgot the deputy's name. He said, how many times I have an honest mistake and you efforts lock me up? You better take him to jail. And they said, well, we don't know. We're gonna, and he said, well, we're going to call the, I guess the deputy said, we're going to call the game warden. He said, well, you call him because he'll, he'll take him to jail because he don't let nobody off. So. Oh. He said the two deputies were kind of scared because they were thinking this was going to turn into a George Floyd type incident or something. You know what I mean? It was going to be, it was going to be bad, you know? Oh man. Oh, the game warden showed up and the game warden said, Hey, what's, what's the deal? And the guy says, cause I guess he said, dude, didn't you think it was awful easy to come out here and shoot your first Turkey? You get out and it's right there by the parking lot. Doesn't run away. The guy goes, well, I just, I've heard stories. I could be lucky. He said, the damn turkey's white. And the guy says, I, I thought it was an albino. 
<laughs> and he said, we well, ought to think the fact that the turkey's living amongst four junk cars and two old tractors that it ain't the wildest bird on the planet, you know, <laughs> especially when it's surrounded by 14 ducks and, and, and a half a dozen chickens. <laughs> so he says the game warden rolls up and everybody knows that any any running with the game warden. The game warden took it a lot take, more serious. Oh, oh yeah, they take it a lot, lot more serious. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't think he arrested the guy, but he gave him a couple of tickets. <laughs> and uh, I don't know how we got I know I told that story back in April or May, so I'm sorry if I retold it. And, but, uh, uh-huh. Rough out here. Uh, it's rough. That's yeah, the Ozarks. We never even got to talking about what we were going to talk about, did we? <laughs> we had to tune in for next week so we can talk about what we were going to talk about. Tell the viewers that, the listeners. They got to listen next week so they can hear this week's thing that we didn't talk about. Well, I think you just did. <laughs> I think you just told them. Next week's tune story? In, tune, tune, in next, tune in next week. <laughs> yeah, but you're the producer. You're supposed to do it. I just did. We both just told them. Tune in next week. Tune in next week so we're going to tell a good story about <laughs> what we're going to talk about this week. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of the From the Shadows podcast. Until next time, never shy away from the darkness or what may be lurking in the shadows. We are out. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.